PMI today is largely visual objects uh, used for human consumption. So we see that as an area that there's tremendous potential for customers to embrace uh, change. Welcome to a new season of Next Generation Design. I'm your host, Jennifer Piper. In season two, we'll be talking to customers who are using our software, and we'll learn more about the innovative applications for product design from the companies who use it. My guest today is Dave Wingrave, product manager at Siemens Digital Industries Software. In this episode, we're focusing on the topic of model-based definition, and we'll talk a little bit about model-based enterprise as well. Thanks for being here with us today, Dave. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, my name is Dave Wingrave. I work in the product engineering software division at Siemens Digital Industry Software, and where I work as a product manager for the NX suite of solutions. And tell us about your role with NX. Specifically, I'm responsible for defining the model-based definition, vision, strategy, and direction. I've been with Siemens for over 28 years and held various roles. I've worked with customers around the globe and across multiple industries to help them you know, optimize their investment as well as achieve their productivity goals. And like I said, I've been with Siemens for a long time and held various roles across the various platforms. Thanks, Dave. To get us started today, can you describe what model-based definition actually is and how it fits into the overall Siemens strategy and technology? So, you know, model-based definition is commonly referred to as MBD, and it's the practice of producing a complete digital definition of a product within a 3D model. It focuses on ensuring that 3D model contains all the information needed to define the product in an annotated and organized manner, and really focusing on replacing the traditional 2D drawing. So I guess in its basic form, it contains geometry, product and manufacturing information, PMI, and metadata. And PMI is another element you hear quite often associated with model-based definition. And PMI is product and manufacturing information, so it's non-geometric data that gets applied to a 3D model to convey information about uh, the design of a product's components for manufacturing. So PMI contributes to model-based definition by conveying information such as GD&T, uh, 3D annotation, surface finish, material specifications. So those are two common terms that you'll hear quite often. Another term you hear quite often associated with MBD is MBE or model-based enterprise. And model-based enterprise is the, the process of reusing model-based definition by downstream consumers across the enterprise. What benefits are there for reusing model-based definition? There are enormous potential cost savings for leveraging and reusing model-based uh, definition throughout the uh, development process. So we have several examples within Siemens, products like NXVSA for analysis, NXCMM for inspection, NXCAM for manufacturing, and the NX Technical Data Package for collaboration. I'd like to dig deeper into the product background, historically, and then can you tell us how it fits into the bigger picture in terms of overall strategy? Model-based definition is very strategic to Siemens. And it, you know, it might seem like a new concept, but in reality, Siemens is, uh, has a long history of providing solutions in this space. So you know, our initial solution dates back to the early 90s, a decade before the 3D annotation standards were first even released. So, and we also have a rich history around first related to model-based definition. So we were the first CAD vendor to proactively engage in 3D annotation. We held leadership roles in ASME and ISO standards and, you know, contributed to the development of those industry standards. In terms of the standards themselves, ASME published the digital 
product definition data practices, which is uh, ASME Y14.41 in 2003. And that standard outlines you know, many aspects of model-based definitions, such as GD&T display and other annotation behaviors in the context of a, a 3D solid model. There's another standard, ISO 16792, that was released shortly thereafter ASME, and it, again, defines the basic principles of working in a 3D annotated environment. And uh, over the years, uh, Siemens has continued to deliver several industry-leading solutions for model-based definition deployments, and uh, as I said, it's very strategic to us. Uh, so we're investing heavily around it and ensuring a high-quality, high-value solution. Thanks, Dave. You mentioned a few acronyms there. Can you specifically tell us what ASME and GD&T stand for? Lots and lots of acronyms out there, right, around um, model-based definition. So ASME is the American Society for Mechanical Engineers, and uh, GD&T is Geometric Dimensioning and Tolerancing. Now that we have a better understanding of the basics, can you tell us about the benefits and the business drivers of adopting a model-based definition strategy over traditional drawing-based workflows? Yeah, definitely. So I guess, you know, it's important, I guess, to understand, to understand, I guess, the benefits is to understand where customers fit. And so maybe I'd, I'd touch on that first. So the customers generally fall into one of four categories. We sometimes refer to these as maturity levels uh, in terms of drawing-centric or model-centric usage uh, or workflows. Great. So let's break it down. What's the first customer category? So the first category is drawing-centric, and this is where traditional drawing-based approach is used to, to produce engineering documentation. So in a drawing-centric environment or a workflow, the approach is to use the 2D representation as the as the primary deliverable. So the drawing is the master or the source of truth. So you hear a lot of these types of terms. The master of truth. I like the sound of that. What's category number two? The second category is, is model-centric. And model-centric approach uh, is that the drawing still remains the master, however, the approach is slightly different. In this case, the model, a model is used to drive or to generate the drawing. And this is kind of the, the most common approach for many customers. And category number three? The third category is model-based definition, what we're talking about here today. And in this case, this is where the model is the master or the source of truth and represents the complete digital definition of the product, as I mentioned earlier. And again, product and manufacturing information is used to convey the information. And then along with uh, the 3D model, you can have things like a technical data package, TDP, again, another acronym. We do love our acronyms. Hope everyone listening is taking notes. What's our final category, Dave? And the fourth category is model-based enterprise, and I touched on that earlier. So, you know, historically, engineers have relied on 2D drawings to convey, you know, product definition and drive manufacturing processes. However, there, you know, there's several limitations with 2D drawings in today's engineering world. Can you share some examples of the limitations of 2D drawings? You know, there's competitive pressures that tend to drive shorter design cycles. So, you know, firms can get to the newest designs ahead of market and, and competition. There's cost reduction initiatives within firms, and they're being forced to reduce their engineering resources at the same time, address the demands of those resources and, and those uh, requirements. And then one of the problems that uh, 
with the traditional 2D drawings is that they're not always easy for a less experienced workforce to understand since uh, a 2D representation of a, a 3D object will always require some degree of interpretation. Engineering workforces are getting younger. We can see that. We know that. And when those are entering the workflows, when those younger engineers are entering the workforce, they typically have little or no experience around 2D engineering drawings and are more comfortable in a dynamic sort of 3D environment. So, you know, 2D drawings really sort of miss out of the benefits of what you can get from model-based definition. So this really allows more accessibility to people who are just entering the workforce by already speaking a language they're familiar with, which is ultimately a great benefit. What other benefits can you tell us about? So benefits uh, around model-based definition are, are really significant. Companies are embracing the use of the PMI within that strategy, and they're seeing benefits in the area of time, cost, and quality. So uh, by enabling that model as a single source of truth, the product teams are able to, to save valuable time by incorporating the, the product and process information. They're also seeing cost savings by ensuring that the intent is completely captured and associated within a single source of truth, the model. And they're seeing improved quality through such benefits as reduced scrap and reworking by uh, analyzing, optimizing, and validating products virtually. They're seeing increased productivity by through quality of, of by documenting the information once and reusing it everywhere. And so people really recognize the value of model-based definition in terms of their business. And I think there are several well-documented benefits around model-based definition, certainly an area that has garnered a lot of attention over the years. Let's talk about where and how model-based definition is being used. Which specific industries are adopting this approach? I think that we're seeing it across all industries, but there are certainly industries that have have really been more aggressive in terms of adoption of model-based definition. So what we see is in the um, NX and and model-based definition is well-recognized in aerospace and defense. We see it also heavily used within automotive. So, you know, those are kind of the leading industries in terms of of working with model-based definition. Can you share an example of a company using model-based definition? There's a customer in the Ukraine, an aircraft manufacturing company called Antonov. Uh, several years ago, Antonov made a decision to completely go paper or drawingless, which is a very aggressive transition and not easy to do. And uh, you know, some of what they went through were, was that they they had to kind of ensure that all elements of their business process were being addressed through this uh, drawing-based approach or model-based definition. And so. You know, while engineers embraced the move to model-based definition, manufacturer, manufacturing had very specialized processes around 2D and uh, introduced a lot of challenges. Were there any other benefits they found through this process? Another thing that they discovered was as they were moving the model-based definition, they were fully documenting the model similar to what they did in the drawing world. And it uh, really wasn't allowing them to reach their goals. And so, you know, after developing a strategy, around model-based definition and Tonoff departments work together to overcome some of those challenges. Are you seeing these results across the board? We see that across all sort of customers. As they start to build a strategy around model-based definition, they recognize that drawings are different than models. And so, you know, I think that uh, that's pretty consistent. And we see it a very mature customer base around aerospace and defense with customers have been using model-based definition for well over a decade and automotive being being number two. 
Let's move into model-based enterprise. Can you define what that means for us? Model-based enterprise is a process of reusing model-based definition by downstream consumers across the enterprise. And I referenced a few different examples. I think this is really where the value really kicks in. I think this is the ability to reuse that PMI and the model-based definition across other platforms, across other applications. And so there are a number of applications that uh, that that are that we support both within Siemens, but also within our partners. What are some examples of those applications? Those are things like, you know, NXVSA leveraging PMI that's directly on the model, opening it into a variational analysis solution and to being able to perform various operations while leveraging that that PMI. And so, you know, this eliminates the need to have to reproduce all that content in order to be able to run an analysis. And so it saves a considerable time. You know, there are other examples. There are examples, PMI-driven machining, where NXCAM automates the tool path creation and, and tool selection from model-based definition. So again, that model that contains that information is passed to manufacturing, and they can leverage that directly and reduce you know, programming time by anywhere from 20 to 50% of their, their overall support. What other examples are there and what benefits are customers finding? Some other examples are inspection, uh, PMI-driven inspection programming. Uh, the NXCMM application automates the inspection programming process. And again, it leverages PMI automatically to create inspection features, inspection tolerances, inspection probe paths. So all of that information is directly conveyed and that can reduce uh, inspection programming time by as much as 80%. So you know, not only does it allow you to capture the design of features and tolerances directly within the model, but it eliminates that re-entry by having to do that again on the drawing. And I guess the last one that uh, maybe I would touch on would be the NX Technical Data Package or Technical Data Packages in general. And when did the NX Technical Data Package enter the market? We introduced a solution in January 2019, and it's a fully integrated solution around Technical Data Packages for NX. It focuses on effortless uh, publishing of a technical data package from NX and works both in a native and managed environments. So, you know, that supports collaboration with supplier, manufacturing, inspection, quality, uh, assembly, uh, service. It really, anyone that requires access to 3D content can benefit from those types of deliverables. And again, it leverages the model with the PMI directly to be able to reuse that. So let's talk about what you've learned from the various implementation strategies that have been deployed when new software is introduced. Can you talk about the lessons you've learned there? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that there's one thing we have learned over the years is that there are successful implementation strategies and there are less successful implementation strategies. And and I guess the lessons learned are that there's kind of three different areas that we would recommend to a customer when developing a strategy. First of all is have a strategy, an adoption strategy. And that should include a roadmap that aligns with your business goals, producing an implementation plan that includes all departments that could potentially leverage the model-based definition data, plan and budget for an education process that focuses on working practices and technology for both the authors and the consumers of that model-based definition. And then I guess secondly would be a process evolution. So to look at your overall process within your business and establish the model as that source of truth. 
because that's a fundamental shift from the drawing being the master or source of truth to work on uh, developing working practices for both authors and consumers. Again, very fundamental that every element of the process contribute and be considered when developing that strategy. And then also develop uh, both online and offline uh, collaboration processes. So how are you going to convey and share this with suppliers and other people within the organization? That makes a lot of sense. And it's great advice for customers who are considering implementing this. What's the third piece of advice you'd offer? And last but not least, the third element that I would highly recommend in terms of lessons learned would be risk management. And so, you know, don't underestimate the, the cultural impact of this type of shift. Make sure that the benefits are clearly conveyed to everybody within the organization. You know, run pilots with well understood use cases, develop and track productivity and return on investment. And, you know, anticipate an investment in supplier adoption. So making sure that all elements of that process are being identified and recognized throughout the uh, strategy. So let's talk a little bit about the future vision of MBD. So if model-based definition is strategic to Siemens, what are we at Siemens doing to advance the value proposition? And really, where do we see MBD going, you know, three to five years out? Yeah. So today, model-based definition is powered by the NX product and manufacturing information application or NX PMI. And it enables the production of a complete digital definition of a product within the 3D model and focuses on eliminating traditional drawings. It streamlines the authoring process and, and reduces the time spent you know, developing that engineering documentation. And it also ensures that there's only one source of dimensional tolerance information. So it's a comprehensive a production proven solution and recognized as an industry leader. That's a great overview of the product in a nutshell. In monitoring the different implementation strategies that customers were using, what patterns were you noticing? And what we found was that there were a few consistent challenges that we were seeing over and over again. So one of those was the customers were adopting model-based definition or that, that are adopting model-based definition tend to replicate drawing-based workflows in 3D. And this is clearly having an impact on implementation success. So despite our best practices and international standards, some simply devote you know, too much time to attempting to produce a drawing in 3D space. Another challenge is that, that there tend to be limit, you know, limitations in terms of capturing and validating business intelligence that drive you know, uh, manufacturing processes. And you know, PMI today is largely visual objects uh, used for human consumption. So, you know, we see that as an area that there's tremendous potential for customers to embrace uh, change. And, you know, lastly, I guess the need to grow the number of products and application that can consume PMI. Can you talk about what steps your team took to ease the process for future customers? So, you know, as a result of that analysis, we initiated an investment with the goal of producing solutions to overcome some of those specific market challenges. And so... With the uh, December 2020 release of NX, we introduced a, a new solution, NX Model-Based Definition, or NX MBD. The solution includes uh, patented technology that delivers uh, rapid definition and authoring of PMI with an emphasis on capturing company-specific business logic. It includes a, a PMI advisor that provides validation and notification indicating whether PMI is, uh, is compliant with industry or, or company standards. 
And the solution also delivers a full automation around authoring PMI based on user-defined rules. So there are a number of key elements to that solution. And we think that it's a tremendous differentiator in the marketplace today in terms of developing PMI, authoring PMI, as well as developing, like I said, very strong associative business intelligence built into the model. The advisor, as I mentioned, is a fully integrated solution that provides a validation notification uh, indicating whether PMI is compliant. The notification is provided during interactive PMI authoring as well as authoring based on rules and uh, it complies with the ISO and, and ASME standards and also works on not only NX parts, but also multi-CAD data that's imported into NX. So, you know, ultimately it removes the dependency on highly trained GD&T experts and helps lower the costs, production costs of, of producing higher quality parts in less time. Dave, thanks for your time today. I guess my last question would be if the audience wanted to connect with you or get more information on the model-based definition topic, how could they get in touch with you? Are you on social media platforms like LinkedIn or things of that nature? Yeah, I can be found on LinkedIn if anybody wants to reach out to me and connect. I'm also available or an active participant on the uh, Siemens Digital Industry Software Community Forums. And of course, people can always reach out to me and contact me via email if they like. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much, Dave, for being with us today. And I hope you have a good rest of the day. Thanks very much. You too. Thanks to everyone out there for joining us on another exciting season of the show. We're looking forward to more discussions about design innovation in future episodes. I'm your host, Jennifer Piper, and this has been Next Generation Design.